People just want to clap because the Lions won. <laughs> we actually changed our worship service times so y'all could enjoy. I, I, we kind of manipulated the win for you so you'd come here all excited to worship God after worshiping at the throne of the NFL, right? Actually, the truth is, uh, Pastor Dave would have been a winner one way or the other because the Vikings are his home team. Okay. <laughs> Oh, what is that? <laughs> Did I hear a boo out there? Goodness sakes. Yeah, I thought it was you. Yeah. Boy, fault a guy for growing up in a state, huh? Well, Merry Christmas. Ah, oh, it is so fun to say that. We are so very blessed that you all are all here to join us uh, as we give worship and praise to our God. For those of you joining us online, welcome, whether this is your first time or not. How exciting that we all get to give praise to God together. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, 
Let's get after it. Uh, I invite uh, our readers, the Morehouse family, to come forward. As we begin our service, lighting the rest of our Advent wreath and the Christ candle. We live on the brink every day. We stand on the threshold between this world and the next one. We live and move between the ordinary and divine, between the mundane and the mystery. Too often, we forget to look up and see the angels in our living room. We forget that the love we give and live is a sign of eternity, God with us right now. Today we add this fourth candle with love and appreciation in our hearts for the promise of proximity, the nearness of God. Even when we forget to listen, to lean into that presence, God is at as close as our own breath. And so, it is that Advent hope that moves us. Advent peace stills us. Advent joy stirs us. Advent love leads us. That we might affirm our King Jesus. And with today being Christmas Eve, we now set flame to this Advent affirmation by lighting the Christ candle. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He was born of the Virgin Mary in Bethlehem of Judea. He was the long-awaited Messiah. The same Jesus lives today in our hearts. In Jesus Christ, our hope is fulfilled, our peace is delivered, our joy is complete, and our love is sealed. Rejoice, a Savior is born, a Savior is born indeed, joy to the world. And with that, I invite you to stand as you are able as we sing our opening hymn. Let us pray. O wondrous God of the stars, we come tonight with breathless wonder to see the babe who has and will forever change our lives. We hear the names Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, and we are in awe. You have touched the earth this night with your unconditional love. Now may you touch our hearts and our minds and our very souls. May we never tire of this story, and may we never take it for granted. In your holy and awesome name we pray, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. You know, I can't pass up this opportunity. If there's any kids out there who want to come up for a children's lesson, come on down. Come on up here. We're just going to move this aside here. Come on up. Take a seat. Yeah, it looks so wonderful this morning. Or, gosh, I said this morning, this afternoon, almost this evening. Holy cow. It's so good to see you all. All right, so what are we celebrating today? Christmas. Christmas. And what's your favorite part of Christmas? Raise your hand. Okay, was it? No, it's actually Jesus' birthday. 
Oh, well, okay. We'll come back to that one. Good. What, what's your favorite part of Christmas? Presents. Presents. Yes. How many have open presents already? What? That's like a, getting a sneak peek already. Oh, my goodness. We were never allowed to open our presents until it was either super late at night, Christmas Eve, or we had to w- wait for Christmas Day. Our boys have to wait until tomorrow. And you can start to see like the saliva coming down their chins because they're so excited. All right, what else is really cool about Christmas? Yeah. Food. Who had awesome food already? So either it wasn't awesome or it's coming after worship maybe. Yeah, we'll just nod our heads at that one. Yes. Uh, what else? What else is cool about like Christmas time? Giving presents. Giving presents. That's really cool too. What else? Gingerbread. Do you like gingerbread? Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Do you make a gingerbread house? Yeah. yeah? The trick is you have to eat it quickly. Otherwise it gets rock hard, doesn't it, after a couple of days? Yeah. What's your favorite part? Eating cookies. Eating cookies. Yes. Love it. Celebrating Jesus' birthday. birthday. What's your favorite part? Making cookies for Santa? Heck yeah. How about the Christmas lights? Do y'all like Christmas lights? Oh, yeah. Carrots for the reindeer? Carrots for the reindeer? Well, of course. That makes sense. But like you said just a moment ago, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in all the other cool things of Christmas, like getting presents and all the Christmas lights and the cool music that we hear on the radios and that we get to sing in church, that we forget what the season's all about, don't we? And what's the season all about? Yeah, whose birthday tomorrow? Jesus. Jesus, right? Jesus is the reason for the season. That reminds me of a story. So, a long time ago, uh, there was a young man who heard there was a circus coming to town, okay? And he found out it was going to be $1 to get in for admission. Like I said, it was a long time ago, okay? So he asked his dad if he could have a dollar to go to the circus. And his dad said, well, if you finish all your chores, I will give you a dollar. So that boy worked very hard that day, finished all of his chores, and sure enough, his dad gave him that dollar. And he went into town. And uh, just then, the circus was giving a big parade going down Main Street, going towards the tents. And it was awesome. It was filled with all these massive animals and strong men and, and acrobats. And it was really cool. And afterwards, the ringleader, the ringmaster, was at the end of the parade, and that little boy ran up and gave the dollar to that ringmaster and said, the circus was awesome. And he went home. And do you know what? He never knew that the circus actually started after the parade. The parade was just the beginning part. It was just the the kind of announcement that they were in town And he went home not knowing that he just missed out on the most important part. Well, that to me is kind of what Christmas is all about. Like I said, we get so caught up in the lights and the cookies and the good food and seeing family and doing all this other stuff that sometimes we forget why we're doing this, right? We do this to celebrate Jesus. And why is that a big deal? Wasn't he just some guy from a long time ago? No? No? Why is it a big deal that we celebrate Jesus today? What else does Jesus do for us or give us? Yeah? He created the earth. earth. That's pretty important. What else? He protects us and goes with us everywhere we go. What else? Do you know that Jesus loves you and will always love you no matter what you do? Wow, that's pretty awesome. All of those things and more Jesus brings to you, which is why we celebrate Jesus being born today and tomorrow and all the days to come, right? So let's pray. Oh, dear Jesus, thank you so much for all the amazing things that we get to be a part of each and every day, especially this time of year. But Jesus, help us to remember why we do all of this, why we have all of these parties and and good food and lights and songs and wonderful times. We do it to give thanks for you and all the ways that you bring new life into our lives. We, We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, amen. Thank you for coming up. I have something for you later. 
We're going to sing Silent Night, and I'm going to have you come back up because I have some instruments for you to play today, okay? So that comes later, though, so I'll have you come back. Well, you can play your instrument and get an instrument. It'd be fun. Well, our gospel reading for tonight comes to us from Luke chapter 2. And my hope and prayer is that you are able to hear this story as if you are hearing it once again for the first time. I invite you to follow along on the screen. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their hometowns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and, was, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that had taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what, what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all the words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones... Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is so fun to finally get to say Merry Christmas. Let's just try it again. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's so fun. So fun and so shocking at how fast today came this year. Amen. Heck, we didn't even get to finish our Advent for some reason, the way the calendar falls, you get you four weeks before Christmas Day, the, you get this season called Advent. And every week you get a different theme. Well, today, because it fell on a Sunday, actually fell on the same day as the fourth day of Advent, or the fourth week of Advent. So even Advent was smushed together. It's exactly how this entire year felt. So much crammed into so little time. It actually reminds me of this very first Christmas story that I just read to you a moment ago from Luke chapter 2. There's just so much going on here, and it's all crammed into just 20 little verses of one chapter. So much going on that it's hard to focus on any one thing. But this year, a new verse jumped out at me. One that doesn't nearly seem as important as so many of the other verses, but it was what the shepherd said in response to the, the heavenly host that flew off the page. Let us go now. 
to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. That's what the shepherds said. And how, and, and what, how they responded to the life-shattering, life-altering experience of not just one, but a whole heavenly host of angels. Can you imagine that moment? A peaceful night, maybe some starry skies, some, some sheep making noise in the field, and all of a sudden, an entire heavenly army of angels just show up. And they start saying and singing, glory to God in the highest. I feel like if it was me, I would have just kind of sat there for a while, probably trembling, maybe scared out of my wits, right? Trying to comprehend what had just happened, but that's not what they did. Apparently it wasn't enough just to hear the good news that something cool was happening in the world, that they had received this birth announcement Somewhere deep within, they wanted to be a part of this thing that had taken place. The angel's good news wasn't just a heads up, it was an invitation, it was a calling for them. The shepherds just had to go and see. They left their fields immediately with haste, Luke tells us. And they went to that manger, and in doing so, they moved from just uh, the event of Jesus' birth to actually the experience of his coming. They embraced it and made the Christmas story their own. And that is my hope and prayer for all of us here tonight. That we might be like the shepherds. I don't want to just talk about Bethlehem. I want us to go there in our minds. I don't want to just figure out the occasion of this thing that has taken place. I want to find meaning in this thing that has taken place. I want us to move from the event of Christmas to the experience of Christmas. So let me begin by asking a question for you to consider. It's rhetorical. You don't have to shout out answers. What's your Christmas story? Now, I'm not asking about what your family traditions are, the gifts that you exchange, the food you eat, or the people you celebrate with. I'm not asking for you to retell me the Christmas story that we just read out of Luke. I'm asking about your Christmas story. When have you, like the shepherds, gone to see this thing that has taken place? Think of a time when in your life you've gone to a manger that you've gone to a place where Jesus was born. Try to recall an experience when, when your own life cradled new life, new hope, new possibilities. My purpose in asking about your Christmas story is because I think we often leave ourselves out of the Christmas story. This last Wednesday, for our final Advent family experience, we, uh, we did gingerbread nativity scenes. And, uh, of course, we didn't use gingerbread. I wish we could have, though. We used uh, graham crackers and marshmallows and uh, toothpicks and, and frosting and gumdrops and fruit roll-ups, of all things, right? And let me tell you, marshmallows and toothpicks make amazing sheep. That's just awesome. And we asked everyone to name the people who were there and a part of that story. And the adults and the kids, of course, named people like Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And the others shouted out, well, the shepherds were there and and at least one angel had to be there. And and well, the, the wise men, the magi, even though they come later in the story, well, they were there too. But what hit me that night was that we were forgetting someone. What about you and me? I sometimes wonder if we've become forgotten characters in this Christmas story. I sometimes wonder if we focus on the particulars of Jesus' birth, that event, to such a degree that we overlook ourselves in the story. Because when that happens... 
We deny ourselves the experience of Christmas when we only look at the event of Christmas as being one thing that happened a long time ago. I think we lose a bit of Christmas. Christmas is so much bigger and far grander than something that just happened one time. That Jesus' birth happened within a a particular set of circumstances, a, a specific place, a particular time to a certain man and woman doesn't mean that Christ's birth is limited to, defined by, or contained only within that time and place. Christmas is something way more. Jesus wasn't just born in that moment. I would argue Jesus is born in all the particularities of life. His and ours, both then and now, that manger holds far more than just a baby. It holds all of life. Which means the manger isn't just one place where Jesus lays. He's everywhere, in everything, at any given moment. Jesus is being born anew. So if we're to be like the shepherds this Christmas... Where do we go to see this thing that has taken place? Well, let's start with you. Where's, or what, what's in the manger of your life right now? In the cradle of your heart? What are the feelings you're experiencing tonight? Is it hope? Fear? Joy? Sorrow? Maybe it's grief and loss that lie at the center. Maybe it's thanksgiving and abundance. Maybe it's feeling empty or a lack of meaning that lie in your manger. Are you holding guilt? Any resentments or too many regrets? What feelings and concerns and possibilities lie in your manger? Whatever it is, whatever your circumstances are this very night, that is the manger in which you will find this Christ child born. Wherever you are in this very moment, Jesus comes to be born in you exactly where you are right now. This isn't something that just happened once a long time ago. It happens everywhere there is new life and new hope and new possibilities. It happens right now in this moment as you are hearing the amazing promises that God gives to you. That because Jesus is born, you will have new life. The manger of your life and the manger of Jesus Christ are not separate. They they are two ways of seeing and describing the same thing. There's only one manger. Jesus was born right smack dab in the middle of real life, everyday circumstances. And that's exactly where Jesus was and is born today. In you, right here, right now. Because from that one manger... We are all given new life, new hope, and new possibilities. You see, that one manger held more than just a baby. When those shepherds showed up, little did they know they were looking at more than just Jesus. That night, the shepherds went to Bethlehem to see this thing that had taken place, and they found Jesus lying in the manger, but they had no idea how much more that manger held. That night... It held the peace which Jesus calmed the storms with. It held the ability for miracles like five loaves and two fish that fed 5,000 plus. It held the new eyes by which the blind man saw. It held the new legs with which the lame man walked. It held the living water given to the Samaritan woman at the well. It held the freedom given to the woman caught in adultery. It held the tears Jesus wept over Jerusalem. It held new life for Jesus' friend Lazarus. It held the cross at Calvary through which death was destroyed. It held the open tomb of resurrection. And it still does today. 
Christ's manger, our manger, holds all of this and more. It did for the shepherds then, and it does for us tonight. The manger has never been emptied of its power and meaning and never will be. It remains the place where God's life and our life meet and intersect. It's the place where our lives are fed and sustained in the midst and sometimes in spite of what happens in our lives. After all, a manger is a place to be fed. So whenever you've experienced your life being nourished, grown, or enlarged, anytime you received or offered forgiveness, when you've seen the world through new eyes, whenever you're awakened to a deeper and more profound meaning of your life, every time you've united yourself with the pain of this world, wherever you've experienced the light pushing back the darkness, when the impossible became a reality, when you've looked in the face of another and you've seen God, whenever you've joined your life to another's and held nothing back, when consolation and strength have carried you through your loss and your sorrow, any time that you feel yourself to be loved, not because of what you have done or will do, but because you are. Whenever you've remembered and reclaimed for yourself being a beloved child and beautiful to behold. Whenever you've... Whenever you've had any of those and so much more, those experience of God's love and promises or a thousand other things, then you've gone to Bethlehem and you have seen this wondrous thing that has taken place. You've seen and experienced the birth of Jesus being born anew within you and around you. There's no single Christmas story. There are endless number of of Christmas stories and they're happening all the time around us every day. We come gathered to hear this story once again and yet this story is a part of every day of our lives. Anytime you experience the goodness of God, Jesus is being born anew in you again. So remember what the angels told those shepherds. Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Not just some people, not just the good people, not just the believing people, but for all people. No one is left out, and that includes you, dear ones. To you is born this day a Savior who comes to be with you, to dwell in you, and to work through you every day. And so, be on the lookout for this Christmas story happening, not just today and tomorrow, but every day throughout this year. As Jesus continues to be reborn in us every day. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. I invite you to stand as you are able and share the peace with those around you. And now that we've stretched our legs, I invite you to plop back down. We now respond to the amazing good news of Jesus being born with the receiving of our offering as well as this song.
Let us pray. Glory to you, God, for the song of the angels proclaiming to the world Christ's holy birth. Give your church a joyful song to sing that we bring the good news of peace and salvation to all people. Glory to you, God, for the stars that shine in the depth of the night. Open us to find beauty in the clear darkness of night and in the first glimmers of dawn. Glory to you, God, for Mary's loving care. Lead us to tend to one another in time of need. Share the comfort of your presence with people tonight who are alone or separated from loved ones. Glory to you, God, for the excitement of the shepherds to be part of your story. Grant rest to any who feel exhausted from their work during this season and help us to also be excited about entering into your story of new life every day. Abide with us, O God of mercy, and receive our prayers according to your abundant grace as we now pray the prayer our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. For those of you joining us online, I invite you to take out some bread and some wine or juice as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For those of you either at home or communing from your seats, the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you. For the rest of us, soon the ushers will be inviting you to come uh, up front where you'll come across the deacons. The first one is going to give you the body of Christ in the form of a wafer. Hold on to this wafer. Because in just a bit, we're going to do what's called intinction. You're going to move over to the next person who's going to have red wine or yellow grape juice. And we're going to invite you to dip it into one or the other, whichever your preference is. Okay. If you forget and you accidentally like put it on your tongue, eat that one <laughs> and we'll give you some more Jesus. You just have to look back and the first deacon will be like, yep, okay, here you go. It happens all the time. It also happens that people take it off their tongues. So let's not do that tonight. And then you'll continue along the way uh, of whatever section you're in and then head back to your seats uh, and continue to worship from there. Um, we also have gluten-free wafers. If you prefer a gluten-free wafer, uh, just come and tell the deacon and they will flag me down. I'll have some and I'll bring it over to you. Uh, also, any children who would like to come forward for a blessing who haven't yet learned about, uh, about communion, they are welcome to do so. So even children can come up as well. The deacons, I invite them to come forward at this time. For the rest of us, come, for all is ready.
People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this night and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your candles. If you have any candles at home, we invite you to do the same at this time. Tonight, once again, we are reminded how we receive our light and our lives through the light of Jesus Christ. And so we light our candles from the light of the Christ candle tonight, and then we share that flame with those who are next to us, symbolizing how we all receive our light and our lives through Christ. As the flame is passed, I invite you to tip the unlit candle to keep the wax off the ground. I invite you to uh, join with me with the words on the screen. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. God's light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it.
May you now receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Before we jump into our final song, if any kids out there would like to come forward to receive these awesome jingle bells, come on down. And you may now extinguish your candles. Yes, by all means, please. Yes. Or give them to the kids and bring them up here. We'll toss there them on hay and, you know, we'll have a... Yeah, grab two. Definitely grab two. One for both hands. You got two? You, you're going to use them for the next song. There you go. Good job. Okay. Did everyone get one, one yet? All right, you grabbed two, yeah. Okay, head on back to your seats. God.